Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why, well, why not? And today's what is going to be looking back through the lens of history at a thread from a long time ago from the Something Awful forums. Now, Something Awful's been around well over a decade, and shortly after I joined in 2004, I came across a thread entitled Something Awful Anonymous Confessional. Now, this was a thread in which people were invited to submit anonymous confessions through an anonymous emailer and they would be posted in the thread. And recently I was looking online, and as I posted on Facebook, group hug.us, which I had done a podcast from earlier, recently became just a website for the guy who created group hug.us and is no longer a place for people to submit anonymous confessions. And when I came across this anonymous confession thread, it sort of sparked some nostalgia. So I decided I would read from it. And so I'm gonna. So without further ado, let us jump right into this comedy gold mind thread from somethingawful.com. And so I'll be reading from the Something Awful Forums subforum Comedy Goldmine in a thread by user member Pimp Solo in a thread entitled Something Awful Anonymous Confessional. And it goes like this. We've all seen threads in the past requesting you to admit the worst thing you've done. Have you killed somebody in cold blood, raped a small child, skinned a kitten alive, etc.? There's a problem, though. We all have a certain degree of forum reputation. No one wants to be known as the furry, the child rapist, whatever. We all have IP addresses linking us to our homes. We can't post about our recent crimes. I want to know just how dirty our forums are. Tell me your worst secrets anonymously. Are you a permaband member? Has your penis been cut off? Did you rob and murder an innocent couple across the street only to save their limbs in your freezer and make their skin into lampshades? I don't want any bullshit, though. I beg you. I know this vulnerable and is easy way to make things up, but can we please try to go on the honor system as it will keep this more interesting, I believe. Here's how we do it. Firstly, I solemnly swear that under the same code of Catholic priests, your secret is safe with me. It doesn't really matter, though, because you have the opportunity to stay as anonymous as you wish. Use a proxy. Use 50 proxies. Whether you use a proxy or not, I will not post your IP address. The emails are deleted. Brackets not archived upon me posting the content only here. Email me something so truly embarrassing, so horrific that you won't even risk telling internet web surfers who you don't know at all. And he gives the email address. I will probably post every email I receive in quotations exactly as I receive it. Go ahead. Get all that weight off your back. Create an email account and go find some proxies for the really paranoid. Edit. Some of the guilty have been using HTTP colon slash slash www.anonymailer.com. I think this is a good idea for those who don't have access to a proxy. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And he has a picture of someone in a confession booth praying to Jesus who is listening on the other side. And King Aw Yeah writes, if someone tells you they raped a child and got away with it, you have an obligation to the law to inform the police. And Pimp Solo replies, an anonymous email tip is not a credible source. Informing the police would be quite a waste of time. However, if they do ask, they'll receive total control of my email account, only to find our child rapists and murderers have all used, have used proxies if they're smart. Hopefully the something awful crowd isn't that awful. And Pimp Solo adds, this guilty party wanted to close the following. Quote, Anonymous email came out of the closet to say, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Frowny face emoticon. I used to make fun of this socially awkward kid named Dennis all the time last year in high school. Everyone hated him, and everyone made fun of him. I don't know where he is now, but I feel bad about it. I would really make fun of him, too. I was really bad. Also in that same year, I got mad at one of my friends. I retaliated by telling everyone her secrets, including the amount of times she had had sex. She lost a lot of friends. 
In the end, she figured out it was me and tried to kick my ass, but I denied it. Another anonymous emailer wrote, I once, quote unquote, digitally enhanced a photo of my friend's wife to see what her bikini was hiding. Screw the 10th commandment. She's fucking hot. Another anonymous emailer writes, at the age of 17, I have yet to kiss a girl. I'm overweight, though that isn't the only reason. Looking back, I've had opportunities, just never realized it at the time. The biggest factor in this is low self-confidence. And another emailer writes, Earlier this year, I was late to school because I slept in. It was raining and I was kind of new to this driving thing. I was parking facing downhill with a car in the same spot across from mine. I went to reverse to straighten up my car when it skidded a little bit on the slick asphalt and nailed the car in front of mine before I could get to the brake to stop it. Anyways, I just backed up into the space across the aisle from the spot that I was going to park in. There were some dents to the front bumper, but nobody saw it happen since I was late to school. I didn't tell anyone because it was a crappy little ricer that belonged to some rich little sophomore. And another emailer writes, When I was real little, I remember finding out what a blowjob was. I really wanted to see what it felt like, so I tried to get my cat to do it. Please note that this was a long, 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 long time ago. It still haunts me. What the fuck was I thinking? Jesus Christ. And another anonymous emailer writes, Years ago when I was about seven or eight, I went to a friend's house for babysitting. Now this kid was the same age, but apparently he had some warning lights that at the time I did not understand and everyone else had ignored. Like a budding scat fetish and an affinity for his little sister's genitals, who was four or five at the time. Anyway, one afternoon when we were playing in the basement, the kid coaxed me to undress and sort of rubbed his penis on me. I didn't have a concept of sexuality at the time, so I thought it was a little weird and felt bad because it was a no-no to be naked. Lucky for me, the little pervert didn't try to ram anything up my butt. At that point, my mother came and picked me up and saw the scene. I didn't go to that house in the afternoons from that point on. And another emailer adds, I used to mock a fat kid in middle and high school named Steve. Later, I ratted on him for hacking the school's computer network. I didn't feel guilty for that since he did do it, but he got charges filed against him and I ended up going to the police station to give some form of video testimony. Steve was expelled and later went to a Catholic school in the area. One day, he took a gun and blew his head off. To this day, I wonder if my taunting had anything to do with it. And another emailer adds, When I was 13 or so, I was hanging out with my half-sister that I rarely saw. She asked me to give her a massage, so I obliged. I started on the shoulders, went down further, and eventually I was massaging her breasts. Getting ballsy, I moved slowly down to her nether regions and began fingering her. Being a virgin, I didn't make any further moves, but I bet I could have fucked her if I had tried. About 14 or 15, I tried to have sex with my mom multiple times while she was sleeping. But I, brackets still a virgin, had no clue what I was doing, and I couldn't get it in. I don't know if she knew, but she's dead now. I also stole a shitload of money from her, and she never caught on. And another anonymous emailer adds, I got stupendously drunk on Jack Daniels a couple of weeks ago and disclosed the exploits of my girlfriend and myself to a friend of mine, then feigned having been so trash as to have forgotten what I disclosed. Really, I just felt like bragging that I could bring her to orgasm several times in one sitting, and still do, apparently. And another emailer adds, One time I used a condom and a bunch of lotion, and I made a makeshift flashlight out of a cardboard paper towel tube. It took me forever to come, though. And another emailer adds, I have a panty fetish. My dad recently married a very attractive woman, and for a while I used to enjoy seeing thongs, etc. in the laundry room. I once tried one on. I'm fat. It wasn't pretty. This has since lost its novelty. And another anonymous emailer adds, I am incomprehensibly frightened of the dark. If I go down to get a drink of water at night, I have to have some sort of light source shining in front of me so that I can be sure that there is no lurking terror that I'm about to stumble into. Even then, once I close the refrigerator door, I have to literally run up the stairs to keep the unseen horror from reaching me and committing unspeakable atrocities upon my person. The creature that I never see, I know is there. 
is supernatural, shorter than me, eyeless, with dribbling, shrunken lips, with dribbling, shrunken lips that draws a rattling breath as it reaches its terrible claws to rend my living fresh from its bones while I stand helpless, unable to shriek for pain or help or anything else. Needless to say, it can become slightly debilitating at times. And an anonymous emailer adds, I had a sex change when I was 18. I'm 26 now and nobody knows. I don't know why this makes me feel guilty. Maybe awkward is a better word. And an anonymous emailer added, I continually reassure one of my best friends that she is an intelligent person with wonderful taste and an original personality, when in fact I think that she is a pretty shallow attention whore with an incredibly hit or miss taste in music and style and will never be as smart as I or many of her friends are. Just because she takes a pile of AP classes doesn't mean that she's all that intelligent, especially when she merely gets average scores overall. I mean, honestly, she thinks Jethro Tull is one of the best things to happen to music ever, and that crappy quote-unquote reefer madness musical is some incredibly deep social commentary i think i'm just trying to compensate for the fact that i have hoodwinked myself into liking her for longer than i should have by complimenting her justifying having wasted the better part of a year on liking her and another anonymous emailer writes when i was a kid i would torture my little brother not just quote-unquote oh my god i won't stop tickling you stuff stuff i mean quote-unquote convince him to yell fuck you at our mom so he'd get his mouth washed out with soap Locking him in the bathroom with the lights off, brackets he was afraid of the dark, convincing him that the fan in the bathroom was actually a monster that ate little boys when they went poo. Also, we all have that hot cousin, right? Well, when I was a kid, my cousin taught me how to kiss. With tongue. I don't consider that to be my first kiss. I take interesting stories that I hear from my friends and take them as my own and act like it happened to me. I am a cock-teasing attention whore in public, even in the presence of my BF. He somehow doesn't seem to notice. I like doing sexual things in public, and I don't mean grabbing asses. I mean, hands down the pants, OMG, I'm coming sort of stuff. And an anonymous person added, I once stole donation money my mom had gathered for homeless babies and used it to buy a PSP game. An anonymous email adds, I am currently dating a 17-year-old girl, and I am 20 at the moment. When I first met her a year ago, we clicked nicely. However, she was severely religious and sexually repressed, thanks to her uptight, Bible-thumping family. In the year that I have known her now, I have gotten her to question her faith to the point that she only attends church now because she thinks that the principles of the stories do people good but doesn't really believe in any of it. When we first met, she said she would only kiss someone she was going out with and that she wouldn't go any further than first base with a guy until she was married. After knowing each other for three months, we were sucking each other's faces off. Brackets, not dating, mind you. After six months, I was feeling her up. After nine months, I was fingering her. After 11 months, I was going down on her. After 12 months, she was giving me head. Our relationship has been causing a huge strain on her family because I am adamantly non-Christian and will always refuse to convert. I've been introducing her to new music and culture, the things that her family has been trying for so many years to shield her from. They say her more cultured self is losing touch with God. There are constant fights with the family. She wants to get out of the house as fast as possible. And the mother wants a divorce from her now second husband. All those things aren't really directly my fault as they started before I entered the picture, but my presence is speeding their family's demise up considerably. I'll be buying her a vibrator in the next month or so so she can keep entertained while I'm away at university and can't visit. I'll probably be having sex with her in another year's time, and we damn sure won't be married. An anonymous email adds, I have genital warts and have had unprotected sex with at least 15 people since I discovered without telling them. I have also had sex with men for money before. And another anonymous emailer adds, I was once seeing a married woman who was much, much older than me. We fucked on her bed once while she was on the phone with her husband and then with her kid. I still have a pair of her dirty underwear. She was pretty hot too. Nothing like what you would expect from a middle-aged married woman, tiny and in good shape. I don't know why her husband wasn't fucking her brains out every night, but he wasn't. And anonymous email adds, Since I was a teenager, I've been stimulating my ass for sexual pleasure, first with my finger, then with foreign objects. 
I have fucked myself using various suitably shaped bottles from the bathroom. I've also held the handle of an electric toothbrush to my anus and been stimulated without penetration that way. I once achieved orgasm with a miniature shampoo bottle from a hotel room inserted wholly into my rectum. In addition to this, I've stimulated my penis orally. Despite not being flexible enough to achieve suction, I have on some occasion brought myself to orgasm using stimulation from my tongue and subsequently swallowed the ejaculate. P.S. I also became very aroused from reading the fan fiction story Agony in Pink, brackets in which the pink Power Ranger is tortured to death by a sex sadist monster. And that alone troubles me more than anything I've done to slash with my ass slash mouth. And anonymous emailer adds, I have tapeworms and intentionally infected one of my friends with them because I hated him. I told a girl I loved her, gave her flowers, and did many other things with her, but in truth I was just trying to get closer to her sister. I would slouch really far in school chairs so my knees would feel up against the asses of girls in front of me. I'd also stick my elbows out in narrow rows and so passing girls would have to rub their bodies against them. I would later masturbate thinking about these things. I was an early bloomer and in elementary school flashed my boner at a girl I liked. And an anonymous emailer adds, I like to piss everywhere but in the toilet in public bathrooms. I even shit on the floor, in sinks, and in, and even in urinals. One time I shit in the garbage can of a... <laughs> One time I shit in the garbage can of a porno store that had jerk-off booths. An anonymous emailer adds, I slept with my neighbor's husband several times, and after he said we couldn't see each other anymore, I got really depressed and got drunk one night. I walked over in the middle of the night to talk to him, and I saw his wife having sex with some other guy. I left a note for her saying I saw her fucking this other man, and I told her about her husband and I. They got divorced very soon after that and never spoke to my family again. An anonymous emailer adds, I beat off frequently to porn where girls get dicks shoved down their throats till they puke. I think I'm better than everyone because I listen to death metal instead of what other music they listen to. I miss my ex-girlfriend. She was a Nazi and on the road to meth addiction, but she was nice when I hung out with her and she was really fun. But I didn't talk to her because I was too much of a pussy to have sex with her, even though she was hot. I miss her a whole lot. And in another anonymous emailer adds, I started having an affair and it spiraled out of control until now I'm living what amounts to multiple lives. I have so many secrets I'm amazed I managed to keep track of them all. If I ever get busted, I could seriously end up on television like the guys who are secret polygamists, etc. I could write more as the start of the situation is what seriously made me into what amounts to a sex addict, but everyone's confession is pretty short. If people want to know the details and it could help someone out later in life to not make my mistakes, I'll mail again using this phrase in the subject line, the crow road. And another anonymous emailer adds, Though I almost hate her guts, I still masturbate to the thought of my ex-girlfriend. Despite constantly denouncing her to my friends, she's possibly the worst girl I've ever met. But she's probably the most attractive person I'll ever date. And anonymous emailer adds, I groom pets for a living and have jacked off numerous dogs before. Brackets and liked it. I even used my mouth once. And another anonymous emailer adds, I didn't send out thank you notes for the graduation gifts that I received. I loved my relatives and thanked them in person both for the gifts they gave me and for coming to watch and celebrate my matriculation, and I think that is enough. At night, I can't sleep for the guilt of not sending the damned letters, though. But it's far too late to send them now. An anonymous emailer adds, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Until my mid-teens, my family lived on about 11 very rural wooded acres. My friends and I used to have the best of times running around these woods and doing whatever the hell we wanted because, hey, they were our woods, right? Well, one day, when I was about 11 or 12, we were out exploring. We found a water tank and corresponding water system on the outlying reaches of our property. 
Now, considering that I knew this wasn't our water system and that I knew that it was on our land, we decided to take drastic action. We went up to my dad's tool shed, grabbed the two biggest pipe wrenches we could find, and proceeded to go back down to the spring and smash every single pipe that we could find. There were a lot of them. We fucked that water system up good. The next day, I'm sitting home alone, and the phone rings. It's our nearest neighbor who happened to own the parcel of land adjacent to us on the side of the now-quite-destroyed spring. He asked me whether my dad had been down to the spring recently to do any work. I freeze up, and I tell him that, no, my dad hasn't been down there in months. I gather from the neighbors pondering out loud on the phone that the water system was his originally, and that when my dad had bought the part of the land, it was the agreement that our neighbor could keep the water system intact. Well, at least until we destroyed it, that is. So for the rest of the afternoon, I paced back and forth between my bedroom and my parents' room, all the while terrified that I would be found out, that I would be grounded, and that I would be killed and fed to small animals, and such. I contemplated suicide many times on these paces, eyeing my dad's shotgun every time I walked into his room. Somehow I calmed my nerves, and I managed to not mention this incident ever again. I have to imagine that my parents know what happened, because eventually the spring got fixed. They never have in over ten years brought up this incident, and one of these days I'll mention it to them and find out their side of the story. An anonymous emailer added, I have very conservative political views on almost everything, including homosexuality. Someone even bought me a custom title once regarding comments I made in D&D about gays and their lifestyle. At least 50% of the porn I look at is gay porn, and I have had sex with men on more than one occasion. And anonymous emailer adds, Confession of a lurker. I am equipped with the typical sex drive of a standard straight male who's ever looked at a pair of breasts, but I am way too addicted to female anal pornography. About 95% of the time, the only thing that gets me off is imagining I'm licking ass, fucking ass, fingering ass, or rubbing my face between a pair of sexy butt cheeks. In real life, oral or anything standard will get me off, but in my fantasy world, the ass reigns supreme and makes me most aroused. In addition, and to a greater extreme, I have a quote-unquote slight scat fetish, but I'm not turned on by the idea of eating it. I don't think about it all the time, but if I'm feeling particularly dirty slash kinky, the idea of smells will get me off. I have no idea where this is originated from. Seriously, I've grown up in a pretty normal and healthy household. I'm just fucked up. An anonymous emailer adds, My grandmother had a stroke several years ago and she has never been the same. It's been something like eight years and in all that time I have not once had an honest-to-goodness enjoyable moment with her. I cannot call her on the phone or even talk to her in person the same as when I could when I was a child because she is not that same person. Now I think she is dying. She has begun to give up, not doing any physical therapy to bring herself back to some semblance of normality. If she dies, my grandpa will too. He cried because she had given up. He is the classic tough man, veteran of war upon war, dirty jokes, and that strange demeanor of mock toughness. He never shows any vulnerability, and he cried. I have not cried since I tore myself up falling off a bike when I was a kid, and I get near about to when I think about it. Not because I'm losing these wonderful people, these inspirations, their stories, their lives, but because I'm afraid that if they do go, then I'm never going to get the chance to make it up to them by speaking with them like they deserve. Even worse is that I can't even begin to tell this to my closest friends and that I might not even be, have it in me to cry anymore. And an anonymous emailer writes, I love pre-op transsexuals. I find myself jerking it to tranny porn all the time. I fantasize about having sex with one and even being on the receiving end. I don't even like guys or even masculine-looking transsexuals. I like the very feminine-looking ones. I've never followed through actually having sex with a transgendered person, though. And another anonymous emailer adds, I shit everywhere I can. On my neighbor's porches, on my neighbor's cars, hoods, slash bumpers, on the seat of their renal tractors, on their window sills, on people's necks at parties who pass out, on, in people's drinks, literally everywhere you can think of. That seems unlikely. Anyway, an anonymous emailer adds, I torture cats on a regular basis. 
stray or cats that wandered from their homes. And Hawaiian Yeti adds, I seriously hope you fucking die. I don't expect you to reply, but what do you get from torturing cats that don't know what the fuck they're doing just going about their natural lives until you do whatever the fuck you do to them? And Hogwizard adds, This is some of the funniest shit I've ever read. An anonymous emailer adds, I have jacked off a dog. When I was 17, I pulled back my cousin's panties to see her pussy. I have stolen over the years a considerable amount of things from numerous people, including three laptops. I watch my neighbors fucking all the time. I also watch the fatty next door undress after a hard day's work and make fun of her to myself in the dark about her flapjack titties. I shot my neighbor in the neck with a BB gun. When I first purchased said BB gun, I sat up in my tree fort for a few hours, pretending I was a commando. The tree fort was on a hill overlooking my street. The BMW across the street from me beeped, started and drove at least 300 yards down the street before I squeezed off a shot while I led the thing through my scope. I remember hearing a loud pop and screeching tires as the entire rear window shattered. I was so scared I lay down in there, but there was no chance he would ever see me. I also used to go to the golf course and shoot at drunk drivers as they left the bar late at night. And anonymous emailer added, Nothing I've ever seen on the internet has ever truly disturbed me. Nothing. Climaxing dick nipples on a multi-breasted hermaphroditic centaur being anally raped by a dragon? Bring on the lulls. That polio-stricken goddess bunny tap-dancing and looming towards the camera? Haha, <laughs> at least the poor girl knows how to make a living. Harlequin babies, kind of gross, but they look like cute little fishies. Even the Fiad lol video never made me sick to my stomach or creeped out, just giving me a morbid fascination to pause the video and see the gross tortures. The only thing that truly shakes me is myself, that nothing I've seen has made any sort of lasting impact. I even tell my friends how disturbing something is so that they won't realize how strangely inured I am to all of it. I won't even go to Ogreish for the chance that none of the terrible depravities they have on file there will affect me. Oh, and this is something like my eighth confession tonight, but I have enough to continue for hours. And Anonymous Emailer adds, I am really fucked up sexually. I waver between wanting to be totally humiliated, forcefully by dozens of guys, to wanting to have sex slaves of my own. I am bi and have a kind of girlfriend, but I also can't stop thinking about men and 99% of my fantasies are about them. Also, lots of the time when people write ban me rants about dickish stuff the admins have done, I agree with them, but I never say anything because I don't want to get banned myself. Also, if I had the power to make people explode just by looking at them, a shitload of people would be dead and I wouldn't feel sorry at all. An anonymous emailer adds, I tried to sleep with my mom while she was passed out drunk. I used to wear diapers and masturbate in them. I like to watch bestiality and want to fuck a horse sometime. And another anonymous emailer adds, I sold a pregnant woman four cigarettes for a dollar because I really wanted some gum. And another anonymous emailer adds, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Once I was on a long trip on a Greyhound bus. I was getting horny looking at a hot older chick wearing a tight shirt, and her nipples were hard. I couldn't help myself, and I went to the bathroom and rubbed one out. That's right. I jerked off in the back of a Greyhound bus. And another emailer adds, When I was in junior high, I attended a winter formal dance, brackets as formal as junior high dances could get, and was hanging out with some friends. A boy came up and asked me to dance, and I told him no because he looked like a real geeky dork and I didn't want to be seen dancing with him. I wish I could go back in time and say yes to him because it must have taken a lot of guts to go up to a girl and ask her for a dance. And rejecting at that age can be a big deal. It's kind of insignificant, but looking back on it, I really wish I had said yes and just hadn't been so shallow. And another anonymous emailer adds, When I was about 10 years old, my friend who was 12 told his younger brother, brackets 7 to 8, to lick his friend's ass. His little brother's friend, brackets 7 to 8, then pulled down his pants, and my friend's little brother licked his ass with a huge grin on his face. The kid's face while licking the other kid's ass has haunted me <laughs> for the last 10 years of my life. 
and another anonymous emailer adds, When I was a kid, 12 or 13 maybe, I would look at kiddie porn because I wanted to fantasize about being with people of my own age. I didn't know that it was wrong and wasn't concerned with the abuse that those little girls must have gone through. I've often wondered what the legality of doing that actually is. I've come to the conclusion that it would be an underage person looking at porn, whatever the punishment is for that, and then the child porn charge. I don't think the judge would let the two cancel out. And another anonymous person adds, A couple of months ago, while I was still at university, I was walking down the stairs to the laundry room in the morning after an evening of marijuana-hazed misbehavior. I farted, but it wasn't just a fart. I actually shat my pajamas. I went upstairs to throw away my pajamas, wipe the shit off my leg, have a shit into a toilet, and put on, <laughs> have a shit into a toilet, and put on my bathroom so as to go downstairs and finally collect my laundry, which I'd put in the dryer late the previous evening. The worst thing is that while I was in my room putting on my bathrobe, I seriously considered posting a thread in GBS about my pants shitting adventure. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do so anonymously. An anonymous emailer adds. I am a guy, but I hate being male. My entire life I've just felt like there was something wrong, and about two months ago I had a nervous breakdown over it. I'm scared to change genders, even though everyone I know in real life is supporting me and just wants me to be happy. The truth is, after realizing that I want to be a girl, I've been a lot happier in general with myself. I used to have constant stimulation in order to distract myself from this issue, but now, as long as I know I'm doing something about my gender problem, I'm able to be happy just existing. Being transgendered sucks. You're damned if you transition, and damned if you don't. An anonymous emailer adds, Sometimes I wish my dad would just die so that I could just feel a wash of grief and at the same time relief. He's been a very heavy smoker forever, and even though he's not sick now, I know he's going to get cancer and die way too young. I just wish he would either stop smoking or just stop being around. I love him, but I hate him for not quitting, and I feel guilty about it. And anonymous emailer adds, Me and my friends occasionally go to New Hope, Pennsylvania, where there's shopping and restaurants and stuff. We live in Yardley, PA. It's like a half-hour drive. Anyway, we'll spend the day or afternoon or whatever there. There happens to usually be a lot of gay people there, so me and my friends will make fun of them. But I secretly think a lot of the gay men and teens are really hot and would gladly have gay sex with them. And I consider myself bisexual. An anonymous emailer adds, I caught one of my best friends dressed up like a girl when I dropped by his house just a few days before graduation. He was home alone and wearing his older sister's clothes. He looked passable and, well, kind of hot. He ended up sucking me off, and I came on his sister's clothes and his face. I haven't talked to him since. And Anonymous Emailer writes, I think I'm in love with a female friend I've known for seven plus years. We met in grade seven and now I'm headed to my second year of college. I didn't like her at first, then I learned she liked me, and then I guess she stopped that foolishness and it was my turn to like her. Go figure. She was my quote-unquote date for high school graduation and it was probably one of the best nights of my life. Hot chick on the arm, you always feel a hundred times better. We danced and whatnot, we went to an after party where she got tanked and I had to all but carry her out of her dad's truck when he came to pick her up. Brackets, scariest moment of my life. Quote, unquote, hi, friends, dad. Yeah, she's pretty blitz. Um, good night. She wrote an email to her friends that night about how she'd be going out with me if not for her boyfriend. Brackets, justifiable homicide, which she showed me at her 18th B-Day party. That ruined my night, and I had cold shivers until I passed out after obviously drinking my brains out. Fast forward a year, and not much has changed. Went to her 19th birthday party and was so much of a pussy to make my move. Brackets, I'm, I'm scared as shit to ruin the friendship. I ended up emailing her best friend drunkenly. Brackets, I was sober when I wrote it, but pretended to be drunk because I'm a pussy. About it, and maybe she can help me decide what to do, goddammit. This wasn't much of a confession, really, so... I'm almost 20 and still a virgin. Haven't been on a romantic date. Haven't been kissed. Girls scare me. I'm always, quote-unquote, the friend. Oh, and I have a growing hatred towards immigrants. Get the fuck out of my country, you retarded FOBs. 
and another anonymous emailer adds. Original mom slash half-sister molester here. I'd also like to add that I have blown through $100,000 of inheritance money in the past three years. While I have about hundred k more, that's not in my control at the moment. I'm about broke. I haven't worked in 2.5 years, and I have pretty much lost my will to do anything but eat, play online poker for play money, and taking it way too seriously and reading essay. I'm a high school dropout who, if I applied myself, probably could have gotten an academic scholarship to a variety of good colleges. I'd kill myself, but I'm too chicken shit. An anonymous emailer writes, I intentionally made holes in condoms in attempts to get my girlfriend pregnant. When I succeeded, I ditched her and she was forced to drop out of high school. She was a good student but is now heavily addicted to meth. While I am enjoying myself in college, I can't help but feel a little guilty. And anonymous emailer adds, I was raped by a friend at 15. I was kind of asking for it because we were both naked and I was showing him my ass. I was really curious and horny, but it hurt too much so I asked him to stop. But this has kind of fucked me up and I have told some people, but I usually tell people that I was raped and leave it at that. I leave out the part about how I basically invited him to fuck me. I never talked to him again and I ran home in the middle of the night. It damaged a relationship with a mutual friend that I had known all my life. But whether he knew what happened or not, I just stopped talking to him. Sorry, pal. And finally, we'll add with this short confession by anonymous emailer who writes, I wish my girlfriend would wax her ass. She's hot otherwise. Well, anonymous confessions. How I missed you. So fun. Yes, so this thread is actually from the year 2005. I just happened to come across it and was sort of tickled by the idea of it. I hope you enjoyed these anonymous confessions. Some of them, I think most of them felt real-ish. Um, you know, they weren't, I tried to skip over the ones about that had absurd, unlikely things in them. Kind of a funny idea. And it was inspired by us, ironically. And I guess what was the other one? Not Post Secret, but it was another postcard style site. But yeah, so that is that. This is March 2014, so this is uh, the anniversary of the podcast, which started in March 2009. Five years, does that make it? That is a long time to have read so many dumb things off the internet. And thankfully, the internet continues to be filled with dumb things to read. So, I will continue. I don't need any of your anonymous confessions, please. If you feel like sending them to me. I will not read them. I mean, I'll be like, oh, what's this email? Oh, an anonymous confession. But I will not add them to the podcast. So don't. But if you want to, start a thread somewhere on a different forum. Then tell me about that one so I can read those anonymous confessions. Anyway, that is it. No other real podcast news. I sent a bunch of magnets around the globe recently. Uh, England, Canada, Kansas. And I haven't gotten any photos back yet so if you are listening to the podcast and you just got magnets what are you waiting for send me some photos of those magnets that's all i request after all and what else uh in lou reed's news i'm doing a interview at the volta art festival so on saturday march 8th i will be at the volta art festival in manhattan doing a live interview in a believe i believe i will be lying in bed with two podcasters from the bad at sports podcast and that will be a live event uh, i believe it is at 6 p.m i don't know if people will be sitting around watching us but i'm going to be reading some dumb things from the internet and then in april i believe this is confirmed uh i will be at a new school event in the evening cafe event part doing a live episode of the podcast uh, like the kind I haven't done for a couple of years so good time if you're in New York 
let me know if you want to know what it is i'll post it on facebook most likely but those are kind of exciting things uh, but other than that there's no real new news and a quick thanks to sarah miller for donating once again to the podcast a frequent enough donator for me to have to say thanks multiple times i really appreciate it. it's always a delight to find that surprise donation in the email inbox and uh it's nice to know that people enjoy it so very much so thank you sarah and thanks to everyone else who has donated if i forgot to say your names i'm retarded when it comes to that kind of thing but i just happened to remember just now but uh yeah so thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it and i hope you enjoyed this episode so i think that's going to do it for this episode my name is lou this has been lou reads the internet for you anonymous confessions from something awful edition we'll see you soon bye bye <laughs>